Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hiya cuties. Welcome to another podcast episode. Can you believe we're just cruising through April? I noticed I had essential oils spilled on something in my office. I had peanut butter on the carpet here. Like my kids have been infiltrating the office much more than non-coronavirus days and my roots are growing out. Like we are all in this together. We're getting there. We're doing the things. <laughs> and I just hope this podcast brings light and love and warmth, sunshine, and also just real life tools into your lives. I also want to tell you that right now I got a text from my husband. He's out in the tent with my oldest son, whose birthday is today, April 23rd. He turned six and my husband sent me a photo. It's so cute. You guys, so we have two German short haired pointers, um, a boy named Otto. That's about a year. And then a little girly girl named pearly girly. Just kidding. We call her pearly girly, but her name's Pearl. And she's literally like 11 weeks old. She's adorable. And so they're both spooning each other. And then he's spooning the dogs and they just snapped a little photo and sent it to me. They're keeping each other warm. He's like so happy. I don't know about your husband, but my husband never can do like an honorable, legitimate smile, normal smile. He always has to pull a face. I mean, unless we've paid like hundreds of dollars to a photographer, he usually pulls a face, but this one, like you could just tell he was authentically, genuinely in his element with the dogs camping with his little son. They had just roasted hot dogs. It was such an amazing day and it's actually raining outside just a little drizzle. So it's so, so fun. Okay. A couple announcements before I get into the podcast episode, I've been having so much fun with my clients. And I just wanted to, um, first of all, thank you all that are my clients. Like, you know who you are and you guys make my world just turn around. It's just so fun. My business, all of it's for you. So thanks for being my clients. Um, the second thing I wanted to say is that you guys are amazing. You left me 10 new written reviews. Like I asked. And so I'm able to do the $100 giveaway to Albion Fit, as well as the Allison Show t-shirt, which by the way, won't ship out for two, three weeks because I pre-ordered them, but they don't come out for another couple weeks. But when it comes out, I'll send it to you. And then, yeah, so I'm going to do the drawing for that tomorrow on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Lizzie Langston, all one word. And then the next thing I wanted to tell you is there's a free training this Thursday. So if you love today's content, we're going to go deeper on Thursday. By the way, today's content. Oh my gosh. Processing emotions saved my life, changed my life. So excited. So excited. It is changing my life. Even currently I'm taking this work deeper personally with my coach. So pumped to share it with you. And if this resonates and if you try it and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this. First of all, come hire me. What the heck? Why not? But you can also get even more deeper help. I'm going to go for an hour um, teaching about this on this Thursday, April 30th at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And the link to register for that is going to be in my show notes here. It'll be in my Instagram profile. So yeah, all the good things. 
And then last but not least, if you haven't joined, I have a free Facebook group going on right now. We're having some fun. I haven't had as much fun as I wanted to. I've been a little bit busy this week. So this next week I'm going to try to do some more fun in there, but we have been sharing a lot of the hard and the good, and it's just called, um, mothers in quarantine. And the link to that will also be in my show notes here as well. Okay, let's get started. I still am thinking about my cute little husband with his cute little puppies cuddling in the rain. It just makes my heart happy. Oh, you guys, right? All right, let's get down to business. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is how learning to process emotions has helped me so much. It really has. You guys that follow me on Instagram, you've heard me talking about it recently. I've literally been trying to make so many efforts to teach you guys because I just want you to know how it feels. It's been so freeing and amazing and empowering. And my clients have been saying the same thing. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to actually do it. So I'll walk you through the steps and the questions to ask yourself and how to feel the sensations in your body. Cause that's what emotion is, is sensation right in your body. And it really helps give us a chance to slow down our brain, to slow down our anxiety. And then we're going to, um, end basically. That's it. So we're going to talk about the why and the how of processing emotions. I'm so excited. Are you guys ready? Let's delve in. All right. First and foremost, how this has changed my life. So I don't say that lightly. And I do feel like I say it quite often when I talk about coaching stuff, not all the time, but it's sprinkled here and there, that phrase, it changed my life throughout this podcast or me on Instagram. I don't just say that frivolously. Like this work is that impactful. You just have to trust me on that. Um, so the first time I learned about processing emotions was when I became certified to be a coach. I hadn't really worked on it a whole lot when I first found coaching, but in coaching certification, I learned a little bit more about it. Um, kind of did it a little bit, but I just got so caught up in like, oh, my thoughts create my feelings. Let me use my thoughts and changing my thoughts to change my feelings. And so anytime I felt rotten, I would kind of lean on coaching as a way to get out of the negativity. And for a while, I thought that's what the purpose of coaching was. And just recently, I've been doing really deeper work with my coach, who's amazing, and she makes me feel my negative emotions. And it has been the greatest gift. So if you are somebody who you notice when you feel negatively, you try to avoid it, you try to push it down and push it away. Okay, that's what causes anxiety. That's what causes panic attacks. That's called resisting emotion. I did that. I did that. I don't do that at all anymore. Like if, like it's the very rare thing that I would ever resist at this point. I'm so self-aware that my emotions don't even, um, like stay lodged in my body without me knowing. I'm just, I've got my eye on my body and what's going on. But when I'm not very diligent about processing emotions, I do notice that I react to the emotions more. So there's four ways we can react or respond. I'm going to call it to an emotion. We can react, which means it just like, we feel frustrated. We just, we yell. So that's reacting. We can resist them where we just sort of try to find a way not to feel them and try to be a little bit in denial that they're there. We try to go about our day without them. We avoid them by maybe eating some ice cream or turning on Netflix and just kind of muting our emotions by distracting ourselves with the TV. Or we do what I'm going to teach you today, which is called allowing them. So there's resist, react, revoid, revoid, is that a word? Avoid or allow. And today is all about allowing the emotions 
and you can only allow them if you process them. So this is basically the secret to the universe. I'm really happy for you. If you're sitting here listening, you're going to be able to tell and show all your friends, how are you so calm? They're going to say, and you're going to be like, hold on, I'm breathing through this. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So hopefully I've sold you on this idea. Let me tell you how this works. All right. So I'm going to share how, and then I'll give you a few examples of real life Uh, me processing emotions recently. I do want to tell you in my Instagram highlights, I have a highlight called emotions and it is me processing my emotion of frustration in real time. Like I legit pulled up my stories when I was super frustrated towards my husband, um, and with the kids and I'm so brave, but I just really was like, so excited to be able to teach you guys, even though I was completely frustrated. So you'll see it in my face, (laughs) but I walk you through it in real life. So go check that out too. All right. Now for the how. So these next steps I'm going to give you, you're going to do when you are feeling an intense emotion. Now you can technically process positive and negative emotions. I highly recommend you try both, but I'm going to focus my discussion on the negative emotions because that's what most people are trying to avoid or react to or resist and they're not allowing those. I don't know what it is like in American culture. We just want to be happy all the time, even though negative emotions are special and they serve us. And the contrast of the negativity with the positivity is what makes life rich. But I still sometimes find myself being like, eh, can't we just be happy now? Like, it's so fun to feel happy. So, but what I've learned through processing emotions is just how valuable the negativity and the discomfort of life is there's so much to be found there. So that's what I'm so excited to teach you this. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do, you're sitting there, let's say you're cooking eggs in the kitchen and one of your kids grabs one of the eggs and spills on the floor, which literally happened to me the other day, (laughs) my two-year-old. And I was like, Oh, Amos, you know, and there I am trying to cook clean, whatever. So I want you to imagine what you would be feeling in that moment. You'd probably be feeling frustration. Okay. So the first thing you want to do is name it. Okay. And honestly, you, it sounds like, oh, easy, duh. But sometimes we're so in our head in the moment, we're like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. And now I have to clean it up. And where's the washcloth? Ew, that one's stinky. Okay. Where do I go get, you know, we're thinking all those thoughts. We're not even naming our emotion. Like we just feel the emotion just barely, like in a very detached way, we feel it. And then we're reacting to it. We're letting it consume our thoughts. We're yelling, we're hitting, whatever it is. So can you just in that moment, stop and name it? What, which, what is this emotion? Okay. That's the first entry point to shift from your brain down into your body. Okay. And by the way, the whole deal with processing emotions is trying to get from your brain down into your body. The reason being it slows down your brain. So many of us moms and women we're in our heads, y'all like I am a recovering in my head all the time. Lady hashtag anxiety, hashtag no sex drive. I can't calm down. I can't focus. That's in your head. And it happens a lot postpartum. I don't know if it's like the shifting of the hormones or whatever. So again, naming the emotion is going to help you start to enter down into your body. Next thing I want you to do is ask yourself. So this is number two, ask yourself, where is it? Okay. So let's say I'm feeling frustration for me. Frustration typically shows up in my throat. And also down in my diaphragm area, like in my abdomen, underneath my hard ribs, kind of in that squishy space right there. It's like a buzzing energy down in my diaphragm area. And then it's a pinching, clenching sensation in my throat and it turns inward and there's pressure in my throat. 
Okay. And then there's this buzzy, really annoying (laughs) sensation down in my abdomen that unless I process it or yell, it's not going to really go away. Now, the thing I want to tell you right from the get-go is that emotions do go away. The negative emotions I'm talking about specifically, they subside, right? All emotions are not forever. And so when you know that, it makes it a little less scary to stop and just feel it because it will dissipate. You know, what's interesting is when we resist them or avoid them, and sometimes even when we react to them, they actually stick around longer. Isn't that interesting? I want you to think about a beach ball and you're in the swimming pool, okay? An inflated beach ball. And you try to lean over it and get on top of the beach ball and hug it and keep it under the water. This takes a lot of work, but you can do it, right? But eventually you lose your balance and bloop, it pops up. The force of the beach ball comes up and splashes out of the pool. That's what it's like when we're resisting or avoiding our emotions and we push them down underneath us and we don't just examine them and allow them to be on the surface with us is that eventually they pop up into our face and splash us all over with water, right? Essentially we end up yelling or exploding at a moment when we didn't plan on it because we've been wrestling with these emotions. It costs us a lot of energy, you guys. And so it's so much easier and faster to just be with them for a minute. I think all emotions really want is to be noticed. I just decided each one is like a new little friend and they just want a little bit of attention and noticement, noticement. We're going to, we're going to make it a word. And then from there, they really just start to dissipate. I've never felt, I think the longest I ever felt an emotion was desire. And it was when I was going off of flour and sugar and I was just processing through an urge. And that urge stuck around for like at least 10 minutes, probably because I was in the kitchen and other people were eating donuts or whatever. I don't remember what they were eating around me. But other than that, really, I've never had it last for very long at all. I mean, maybe just a couple few minutes. So isn't that comforting to know we spend all this time and energy trying to get away from our emotions. I want you to pay attention in your life, friend. How do you try to avoid emotions? Do you notice other people doing that at least in your life? How do you escape them? There are so many false pleasures. There are so many ways to escape our emotions. There's soda and eating. There's Netflix, Hulu, like so many ways to not have to even face your feelings and just push them down like a beach ball that always has consequences and always takes more energy. And there's no right or wrong here. Okay. I don't diss you. If you are like, Oh crap, that's me. That was totally me. Like no one teaches us this stuff. You guys, that's why I'm so excited to share it with you. All right, let's keep going. So once you've named the emotion and you've located it, where is it in my body? Now you start to describe it to yourself. And this is where it gets really fun. There's no right or wrong way to do this. You really just start asking questions or describing it to yourself. So for me, what this looks like is I kind of already did it earlier, right? Where I was like, okay, there's pressure in my throat. It clenches inward. I'll give you another example. The other day I was feeling shame and my coach was asking me to stay in it. I was like, can we just coach me out of this? Like, let's just change my thoughts. (laughs) But she noticed that I was always wanting to just change my thoughts and not wanting to just be in the feelings. And you guys, it was so empowering to just go there. So what I did is I actually took out a pen and paper, which I highly recommend if you can, but sometimes we're in the middle of breakfast, for example, you know, we've got things going on and so we can't stop right then and there, but it's still valuable doing it later. But anyway, I took a pen and paper and I want to share with you guys. I had no idea how many ways I could describe shame as I was processing it to myself. So here's what I came up with two pages in my journal. Here it goes. 
Okay, I wrote at the top of my paper how shame feels. And this was while I was feeling shame. All right, so slicing, dicing, minimizing, belittling, necessary, pitiful, the darkest abyss, gone. I feel gone, depleted. I am gone in my shame. It feels eerie, placid, inward, clenching, bottomless, takes me through past my feet into an abyss, the bottom, black hole. Shame is dark, gray, blackness, alone, two times as desperate. I'm halved. I'm separated. I'm crying. It feels like it's stealing, taking, de-energizing, turning the page. Next one. Sucking. Like it takes from me, pulls me down, hiding, isolating, trapping, suffocating, pulls me away, debting. Like now I owe and I have to earn something back. Deficit. Inherent deficit you can't get away from. Downward and inward, a long line of energy, negative energy splitting me in half lengthwise. Bottomless pit, despair, agonizing, inescapable, nothing worth fighting for. Shame says you're stupid. (laughs) That was the last line I wrote. That's awesome. Okay. So you get the idea. Was that not powerful? Oh my gosh. Like you could really feel it. It's almost like a case study on shame for a minute. I have to tell you, ever since I did that, you guys, I have felt shame probably once for sure, maybe twice, like a little bit the second time, but I had one other deep moment of shame and it was totally different. I can't tell you how different my experience with shame shame was after having done this with shame. Processing an emotion takes work for a few minutes, right? You got to be present with it. It takes focus, but I want you to think about on the opposite side of things, when we run away from our emotions or we're just unaware of them, how much time and energy and focus do they take from us? So we can either give the emotion, the time and energy up front when it first comes up, or it's going to take it from us in ways that we might not choose. Another example of how this happens in life is like when you put off the laundry, right? Eventually you don't have any underwear <laughs> and you can either choose when you do the laundry and get it done before it piles up, or you can choose not to do it, but then you have to do it at some point. And it might catch you on a Tuesday morning when you're about to go to a job interview or something like we don't know, or the dinner's in the oven and you're like, crap, I need a new shirt. I spilled lasagna on myself and lo and behold, there's no new shirts. So you got to go do some laundry. Or you just walk around the house in your bra. That's fine too. Anyway, you get the idea. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Okay, moving on. Really, once you've stopped and said, okay, what's the emotion? Named it. Where is it in my body? I also like to greet it, by the way. When I find it in my body, I'm like, hi, hi, welcome. I don't actually say that out loud or anything, but that's sort of my general attitude. And you totally could say it out loud, but it's more like, I just want you to be careful that just because you're going through the steps of processing, you're not also being like, ew, 
ew, it's here, like I hate it. Oh, this is so, right? Like notice that that isn't actually gonna help you. That just adds more work for you to do, trying to process it and it could cancel out the effect completely. So it's just this attitude and this concept of negative emotions serve. And if I'm present with it when it comes up, I will be more in control and more empowered to be who I want to be in this moment. So the main tool I teach to my clients is called the model. And it's basically the flow of how everything happens in our lives. So we are up against a circumstance, like for example, a circumstance is the coronavirus and quarantine. And then we think thoughts about the circumstance that creates our experience of it. And our experience is created through our feelings. So our thoughts create emotions. They evoke physical sensations. Each thought in our brain creates a sensation in our body. This is literally happening all day long. Our brain offers us 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day. So all day long, you're thinking thoughts and feeling feelings. How many times have you actually noticed what you're feeling? I think most of the time we notice what we're feeling after we've just exploded on accident. We're like, oh my gosh, why did I just yell at them? So it pays you back. It pays you in high dividends to go ahead and process the emotions before they process you, (laughs) right? It's like you can chop up the meat before, I don't, that's not even a good example. Okay, next. (laughs) All right. So that's it really guys. Like you're going to find it in your body. You're going to say what it's called and you're going to just describe it to yourself in as many ways as possible. Breathe while you do this and really allow yourself to just be the witness of the emotion. I don't want you to be too tied to trying to get a certain outcome by processing it. You're like, okay, well, if I process it, then I won't yell at my kids. Like maybe you still will. Um, I actually, the other day with frustration, the one that I did live on Instagram in the emotions highlight, I yelled and then noticed that I was feeling frustration and then started processing it. And that's when I pulled it out my phone to show you guys. So sometimes you catch it before the storm and sometimes it's like in the middle of it and sometimes it's after it. But the whole point of this is to notice that you will be so much more in control and empowered. All right, that's it. You guys, this is a shorter episode. That's the entire process try it at home. Let me give you one more example, just because I think examples are so fun and so amazing and clarifying. The other day I was feeling sadness. Um, I told you guys, if you were watching my Instagram live last week, I was doing a live on processing emotions. I didn't end up having as much time as I wanted. So I'm glad that I'm doing the free call later this week to talk about it on Thursday, the 30th. But anyway, I was helping my daughter get something out of the closet. It was a newborn baby box, like a memory box for my youngest. She wanted to look at it. And I opened it up and there was just one card sitting on top, like a card that somebody gave us at a baby shower or something. So I opened it and it was from my sweet grandma Haycock who just recently passed away and instantly tears, like because her handwriting was shaky and she just passed away. I was really close to her. I wear her necklace all the time. And so um, I just started crying and I felt so sad. And I was about to get on this live to teach about processing emotions. So I just went ahead and like pressed pause in my own moment. And I downloaded all my thoughts about sadness. And I was able to kind of bring that onto the call. So let me share you also what I wrote during that moment as well. Oh gosh. Let me see if I can read my handwriting. All right, here we go, guys. Pressing heart 
left of center, squeezing in my heart, pushing out the tears. Throat, throat, small at base, then tight. Waves of press and release, then breathe to press and release, then harder. Climactic, mind goes to memories, what I don't have. I focus on the absence of her. Feels out of reach, loss, all heart, two down to my abdomen. Cleansing, more able to be apart after the cry. Release her a bit each time, each time more whole after. So whole after but a bit more each time. Hard to get a breath, heavy chest. Hard to lift my arm, my body feels heavy. Just want to lay down, want to be grounded, want to be alone. Pain, aching, so much aching. Red is the color. It's throbbing through the sobs. Exhausting, true sadness, loss. It's also strengthening and reflective. Okay, so there's not really a right or wrong way to do the describing it to yourself. It's just being present with it, whatever that looks like to you. Like for me, I'm very good with words. I love words. I love writing. So for me, I love to take a pen and paper. For you, you could even just, you know, put your hand on the places where it is in your body and just feel it with your with your tips of your hands, right? Like there's so many different ways to do this. I wish you the best in trying it. I know it will change your life like like it has mine. Now, I want to offer you help with this. So, so many times the podcast is such a helpful tool and you want more, or you go to apply what you have here and you get a little bit out of it, but you're feeling like you might not be doing it right. And you question like, am I doing this right? If that's you, I want to invite you to do the work of coaching with me. So I run a group program, okay, where every day of the week you get remote access to me. That means I coach you either through texting or voice memos, and it's on an app called Voxer. So that's every day. And then on Thursdays for an hour, you get me real time with all the other clients. And we just take turns coaching as many people as we can in an hour. And you get to witness real live coaching and you can also get coached or you can just sit back and watch depending. And, um, so it's just a really comfortable, safe space. You don't have to be on camera in the group calls, but you can be, if you want to, I mute everyone until it's, you know, whoever's turn to get coached. Um, but I freaking love my program and I just one thirded the prices. Like I just sliced them. I was like, you know what? I just want this to be something where I have like a thousand clients. <laughs> okay. Maybe not a thousand. I'd have to hire some people, maybe like a hundred, even then I'd probably have to hire some people. So I'm growing and I'm, I'm just taking such good care of my clients. And if you want help, it's just not that dang. It's just dang, not expensive. It's so good. Like the pricing is golden right now. So you can just listen to the outro. It'll tell you how to book a consult. I don't think I told you guys my website's done. I have a website now. It's www.lizzielangston.com. I will link that in the show notes. And then last but not least, on my way out the door today in this episode, don't forget the free call this coming Thursday, April 30th at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And you can you have to register to come. 
Okay. So the link will be in the show notes and anywhere that I am, the link will be, it's not going to be up on my Instagram or sorry, my website, but it will be on my Instagram and stuff like that. Also get into the free Facebook group. Cause why not? We have so much fun and I would love to, we, I do free Q and A's there on Tuesdays. So that's just so many ways to get more support from me. The podcast is not the only thing. So welcome step into my virtual office, come to any of those places. I'll catch you guys on Thursday. If you come to the free call, don't forget the drawing tomorrow on Instagram. And I'm going to stop talking. I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the consult.